0: Daddy <laughs> Tony Tony Welcome to Prince Track by Track I'm your host Darren And today we're going to be talking about Money Don't Matter Tonight um, From Diamonds and Pearls And of course the two is the number two uh, <laughs> Recorded around August, September 1990 um, At Warner Pioneer in Tokyo mm. uh, Prince was on tour at the time And he he kind of put down the track While he was there uh, in some studios And it was released on the 1st of October 1991 uh, On the track you have Prince You have Michael B and you have Levi mm-hmm. Uh, and that is mostly because <laughs> uh, Prince was on tour, and you know he didn't have most of the band available. So you know he just went with what he could. Uh, the track is four minutes forty-eight. And joining me to talk about it today is Elliot Wallace. Hello, Elliot.
1: Darren, Darren. I I got to tell you, I got this really really cool investment. I'm, there's no way we can lose we just got to find some partners but i'm not sure because it feels like we're going to find users <laughs> uh
0: yeah i i'm okay, literally I... pushing pushing you way in a huff um so yeah i mean i, I for as a for a, for a genre of the song i i guess i would huh. say i mean i would say it's a protest song i mean but kind of done in the style of a kind of smooth R&B ballad I mean it's yeah kind of, it's really weird that the the kind of uh, you know the lyrical content doesn't really fit with the kind of uh, you know the, the kind of the the way the song is recorded and how kind of you know um you know smooth it is it just it doesn't really it's just a nice contrast that you've got this kind of you know, even when you get to the chorus and you've got the backing vocals where they're like, ooh-wee-oo, ooh, it don't matter. You know, right. like, it, it sounds like it's kind of baby-making music, but it's really not baby-making music no, absolutely. in
1: any way. Uh, yeah, definitely a protest song, and I've always thought of it, though, as a, a bit of a jazz number, too. I, I have a, a Prince music book. And I'm looking at the chords. The chords are... Uh, I think this is in the... I'm not sure what key it is in. Every good.
0: But yeah, I mean, I I, understand, I I agree with you. It does have a kind of jazz feel, particularly yeah. when you get to the kind of the middle eight. You know, there is that. But at the same time, you know... Uh, bearing in mind that the gulf war started while you know in the in the middle of the, of the kind of prince being on this tour mm-hmm. um you know uh, so it's it's interesting that you know jumping ahead we get you know the kind of last verse you know you have you know hey now maybe we can find a good reason to send a child off to war so what if we're controlling all the oil is it worth a child dying for you know like <laughs> is it like worth the it? fact that yeah, is it worth it? I mean, the fact that the fact that you know, Prince is kind of mentioning that just as it's kind of in the news. Um, you know, that's something the that Prince rarely does. You know, if he no. gets political in any way, generally it's like a Ronnie talk to Russia type way, which is kind of like general and not specific. And, you know, it's kind of weird that he actually, maybe it's just a coincidence that he had these lyrics and, mm-hmm. you know, the Gulf War just happened to take place during the recording of this album. It, it
1: was interesting because I was thinking actually, because we did, we did uh, Ronnie talk to Russia too. And when you were talking a bit about the song being a protest song, um, I, w- or I, I was thinking kind of along the lines of, I guess, Marvin Gaye's, um, uh, what's, uh, what's going on and yeah. I, why I think this song, I think works better as a protest song compared to like something like Ronnie talk to Russia is that it's, it's a lot less abstract. It's very specific. It's very direct. And it's, and it's but I think what makes it really work is that these are stories that like the first two verses are clear stories. Or about, or from a, or or talking about a certain perspective of someone's life, what it is like to not have money and to kind of be like nearly surviving, and just the toll it takes on them, but also their reactions to it too. And I think that's why this works better than I think maybe some of his other more political songs too. Even I I mean, "Sign of the Times," I think works pretty well, especially because I I think it shares the same thing where it's. It's about something uh, specific, and it's something he can kind of, I guess, relate to better than just um, talking about gorillas
0: fighting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, that, uh, well, I, I mean, let's let's start the, with the first verse, which yeah. is the you know one more card and it's twenty two, which uh, you know is a is a kind of nice little kind of blackjack reference yeah. without saying it's a blackjack reference. You know, like. Um, you know, cause it's obviously talking about a birthday card, but also, you know, if you, if you get 22 in blackjack, you go burst. So, you know, it's just, it's the kind, it's the kind of stuff that you, you know, I wish sometimes Prince would have done more often, which is kind of this kind of cleverness and, you know, kind of, uh, kind of a, an economy that sometimes he, he doesn't have in his songs, mm. um, you know. Unlucky for him again, he says. Uh, He never had respect for money, it's true. That's why he never wins. Uh, You know, again, that could apply to either his life or, you know, a specific card game. Yeah. Um, That's why he never ever has enough to treat his lady right. Uh, He just pushes her away in a huff and says, Money don't matter tonight. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's worth mentioning that there were kind of two videos which were done for this. Yeah. Um, The first of which I think was the Spike Lee one. And then the, the Spike second Lee version, joint. yes, a Spike Lee joint first. And then Prince, um, I think it was Randy St. Nicholas who then went in and took parts of the Spike Lee stuff and kind of added a performance. You know, like Prince had done a performance at Paisley Park of the song, and he added that performance into the footage. And the Spike Lee one has a lot of people kind of talking to camera um, and kind of interrupting the song. What well, you know, the song keeps going underneath, but they just talk over the top of it. Yeah. Whereas the second version, you know, it has the performance and it doesn't have any of the, the kind of talking. Yeah, um, and, and, and also it's missing title cards as well, which Spike Lee put some title cards at the start, which said Prince Money Don't Matter Tonight.
1: Yeah, um, which same thing. Um, it actually kind of also reminded me, and I guess this was the official uh, Sign of the Times video, where it was kind of like a precursor to these uh, lyric videos you see nowadays where they were just running yeah. the lyrics from the songs over the images of what... Uh, what what um. What, um Spike Lee had picked for his video, which, uh, Prince was ahead of his time. I, I don't know, but yeah. Or he just yeah. didn't want to be in the video and he wanted to do something creative. Uh, I, it was weird to look at the, uh, Spike, uh, Spike Lee video and then see, uh, uh, our, uh two, two uh, presidents in there, president George H.W. Bush and a uh, president sex criminal.
0: Um, both in that video <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yeah it's, uh, it is odd isn't it you know um, but yeah and and then you know we get the chorus money don't matter tonight it sure didn't matter yesterday just when you think you've got more than enough that's when it all up and flies away um, and that's when you find out that you're better off making sure your souls are right because money didn't matter yesterday and it sure don't matter tonight um, you know and, and uh, you know as, as far as a, I mean I always find it funny because this mm-hmm. comes right after Jughead uh, where Prince is kind of arguing with a manager about getting more money for mm. you know royalties for for singers, and then he's got a song saying, "Money don't matter tonight and I, I don't know it's just a, it, in me you know it, it just makes me giggle a bit because it's like a funny contrast of of Prince talking about you know um, making sure you get the right cut of your your kind of uh, royalties for your songs and then kind of goes into a song about, oh you know money don't matter tonight. Um, yeah, I, you know. I, can
1: see that. I, but it also kind of feels like there would be a, uh, maybe he has, he has perspective on it though. Cause if you're a working artist, you see how the machine kind of chews you up and then takes your money. Yeah. But if you're not working, if you're just a, a working, a regular working person, you can see what it's like the machine to take your money and just, I guess maybe it actually kind of plays into both ways. Where it is a bigger machine or just something bigger that is taking your money and making it hard for you to live your life. Yeah. And kind of sucking away your, your talents or your soul.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, to me, it's just a funny little contrast between those two songs. You know, obviously, yeah. you know, there's still an important message being said in this song. Um, you know, and we do get the second verse where it's like, you know, look, here's a cool investment they telling him he just can't lose. So he goes off and tries to find mm-hmm. a partner. But all he finds are users.
1: Users!
0: <laughs> all he finds are snakes in every colour, every nationality every and size. size. Now, that line always makes me feel a bit odd because it's like... He's almost trying to say that it doesn't matter what race people are or nationality. They're going to rip you off. Mm. Um, which is... I don't know. It's a bit of a negative sentiment. But I mean... Uh, I guess you know sometimes Prince just needed words to get to the end of a verse, yeah <laughs>
1: well it 's weird yeah. looking at the spike lee 's video there is when that second verse comes up, it starts with uh I guess a scene from a, the stock like the stock market I um, mean just going yeah. from from the eighties where Wall Street was such a huge huge uh influence on the American consciousness and how uh, not since probably the 20s, having a stock portfolio was essential and important, but it's something, that, it's something that can screw you over, especially when you don't have the funds to begin with. But just I, I think it's like seeing the overall, just the, the dark side in that world, which says you're going to win this, even though we're all here to ruin you.
0: I mean, also, he says, seems like the only thing that he can do is just roll his eyes and mm. say... And then we go into the chorus. Again. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this time, when we get into the chorus, we, you know, we get the, you know, the kind of the little interjections where, you know, it's like, uh, you know, money don't matter tonight. Don't matter. matter. <laughs> you know, and the make sure that your soul's all right. Soul's all oh, right. Man. And it's like money didn't matter yesterday. You don't matter because yeah. it sure don't matter tonight. So we start to get the kind of little interjections, um, before we go to the kind of like the uh, the bridge. Yeah. Um, you know where we have the ooh you don't matter. Um, you know, and uh, you know, obviously, it's quite a it's quite a kind of nice, calm bridge. Uh, you know, and not, and not there's no kind of like guitar solo or keyboard solo or anything. It's just kind of you know, uh, you know, the music for a couple of you know about thirty seconds before we go into the final the final kind of verse. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the final verse finishes with Prince saying, "If long life is what we all live for, then long life will come to pass." Anything is better than a picture of a child in a cloud of gas. Yeah. And you think you got it bad. And when he sings and you think you got it bad, there's a little tiny bit of distortion on the voice. Um, oh, yeah. Know, yes. it, gets, it gets like a little bit too loud almost like for the mic. And, and then we go straight back into the chorus. Yeah. And at this point, we get like when we get the interjections this time, Prince, instead of just saying, you know, money don't matter tonight and kind of echoing it, he's like, no, don't matter. <laughs> so it's. It's kind of like the opposite. And then he's kind of like you get the yesterday at the end of the kind of it sure didn't matter yesterday. Yeah. And then when he says that's when it all up and flies away, you get the flies away, flies away, you know, like so there's more kind of interjections coming um, with each kind of chorus. It's like slightly different each time we go through it. Yeah. Um, I wanted to go you know, uh, to kind of make certain that your soul's all right.
1: You know, yeah, I just wanted to go uh, back to that. Uh, the cloud, of, uh, um, anything's better than a picture of a child in a cloud of gas, because that does remind me of in uh, America from um, Around the World in a Day, where he has that same sentiment of uh, I think it was I have to look the lyrics, but the child in a mushroom cloud, and that I guess yeah. that imagery just kind of follows him when he. I don't know. I, I guess like he grew up during just the height of the uh, Vietnam War, so maybe he was seeing some of those images. Uh, coming out of Vietnam, it was kind of hard to turn away for a while, um, so that yeah. could play into it. And, and thinking of of, um, of what was it, uh, like uh, Agent Orange, or yeah. or what? I guess I, I, I guess in this specific case, it would have been when um, Saddam Hussein gassed people, um, uh, gee, uh, my, the Kurds. Yeah, history. the, gas yeah, the, the Kurds. Kurds. That's what I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. gassed, uh, gassed yeah. Kurds. Um, Man, I'm not sure when that was. Maybe that's ninety. I that. My history is off, but yeah.
0: A lot a, a lot of that happened during the Iran-Iraq war in the oh, 80s, really, which like ran from, like, you know, '88 So, it you know, it already happened. But, yeah, I mean, it's funny because in America, Prince is like, you know, Jimmy won't pledge allegiance. Now he lives in a mushroom cloud. And it's like, oh, seriously, okay. that's a big jump. What happened there? You know, like, you know, like, just because he won't pledge allegiance, suddenly he's in a mushroom cloud. So that's kind of a bit comical. But, yeah, no, here, just when he sings, you know, anything is better than a picture of a child in a cloud of gas. Um, and you think you got it bad? Like, it also, it's like double tracked as well, so it's not just one prince telling you this. It's it's kind of like uh, it's like three of them. Yeah. Um, and it kind of re- There's like a, a real emphasis on that on those lines. Um, but yeah, and you know, we finish with the chorus a couple more times, and like I said, there's little variations on the chorus. So the interjections come on different lines, and they're they're kind of repeated a couple of times. Um, and we finish with you know, money didn't matter yesterday, and it sure don't matter tonight, and that's kind of. At the I end of the song,
1: kind of wish this song had a fade out as opposed to just ending. I feel like this yeah. might have been a little better if it just the the chorus went one or two more times and it just faded out. Because I, I, when I think of a song, I think of it having a fade out, but then I listen to it and then it just kind of ends after a second verse. But I don't know if, if I mean I, we can't and you know we can't tell him or we'll go back in time and change it. But there's something about it that would have felt right about having a having a fade out. That's just when I think about the end of the song. That's just something I wanted to add.
0: I I, I mean I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like it does feel like you know probably you know a, a couple more times through and and a bit of a fade out. Uh, but at the same time, I kind of. I like that a lot of the songs on this album just kind of they they have a definitive finish. Uh, you know, Diamonds and Pearls fades out, uh, but I think pretty much everything else, you know Thunder kind of finishes definitively, Jughead finishes definitively. Mm. Uh, you know, with a slap, <laughs> um, you know, so like there are lots of songs on this get off finishes No, actually get off has a little bit of a fade out as the, actually get off has the fade out as the song sounds like it's changing with a different kind of flute line coming in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but, but you know, yeah, most of the songs on this album kind of finish, um, you know, and uh, the song itself was released as a single on the 3rd of March, 1992 uh, in, in the U S and on the 16th of March, uh, 1992 in the UK. Um, and you know, uh, the B side um, on the twelve inch was "Push and Call the Law," uh, but for the seven inch, it was just "Call the Law," uh, which has a video that is on the Prince YouTube channel. If you want to watch it, it is credited just to the MPG. Um, and uh, but earlier in earlier in the kind of the the kind of the genesis of Diamonds and Pearls, "Call the Law" was gonna be like the final track on the album. Okay, uh, so it's so it's interesting to listen to that and imagine that being the climax of the album. <laughs> Because I don't think it really justifies being the the climax of the album, if you will. Mm. Um, But yeah, and you know the 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 single performed reasonably well. It got to twenty three on the Billboard Hot one hundred and number fourteen on the Hot R and B singles. Uh, Over here, it managed to get to number nineteen, and in Mm. Ireland, it got to number ten. France, it got to twenty six, and Belgium, it got to twenty seven. You know, and it got to number seventeen in Australia. So, you know, it for a song that is essentially kind of like a you know a fairly political song with a you know a kind of a, a jazz influence and a kind of r&b ballad and you know like it, for the kind of the genre it's in i think it performed quite well considering the kind of uh you know the, the very political ly- lyrics uh and also you know the, the in the in the singing of it prince is also you know very kind of you know forceful one might say <laughs> um you know it's it's not like he's kind of you know taking this um you know kind of you know, flippantly, you know, yeah. he's, he's oh, kind of makes some not. serious political points. And, you know, mm. it's kind of almost a little bit of a downbeat song, um, you know. And and so, you know, for a song like that to kind of perform well, you know, I think that that shows how, how kind of how big Prince was at the time. So
1: I, I, I'm not sure if it was global, but I know that by either 91 by the end of the 80s there was like a, a big recession in the US i wasn't sure how I, I, it wasn't like the great recession where that affected globally but i know in the US there was like a big recession around 91 and 92 right as the bush this, the bush the first first bush administration just was kind of ending so i think that's yeah. you know i think above anything else he might not have known about the war but he was aware of just how bad things were economically I would I would say so I think that's probably why it resonated because the dream of the 80s just was d- dead and yeah it became very clear and I think also like when I think about Spike Lee's video how political it was talking to this black family who was going through such strife and asking where are you you know what we need jobs we need we need something in this in our yeah. lives because this isn't working i think that resonates a lot more i think that's part of the reason why that resonate resonated so well at least in america i think
0: yeah i mean there was a recession over here certainly. okay um and, and you know there was there was a recession in large parts of europe as well um you know so it it's it's not like uh the recession wasn't felt elsewhere in the world okay um you know it it de- there definitely was a recession I, I guess yeah that that I mean it's very really weird because obviously you know I was a lot younger at the time when this came out so I wouldn't have even considered like the idea of what was going on with the kind of the recession and stuff. No, um, but yeah, um, it's worth saying as well that you know the occasion the kind of occasionally distorted vocals in the song um, were apparently uh, you know kind of unintentional, and uh, the engineer kind of upon hearing like the first take of them he uh you know he kept them in mm. um <laughs> and prince apparently you know kind of decided that he liked the distortion as well and you know and and, and really adds something to the song as well cuz when you hear prince saying you know some of the lines and they distort slightly you, you as you're listening to it you're thinking well the rest of the song is so smooth so the kind of the odd distortion on some of these lines is is really kind of odd mm. um you know just here and there
1: i guess going for that uh, clash of the very the, the smoothness of the music with the seriousness of the topic, maybe that's yeah a way to look at it for him.
0: Uh, and I, something I didn't mention up top, but I should definitely say the song was co-written by Rosie Gaines. Oh, she right. has a she has a writing credit. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, I would have to say um, five out of five from me. I love this song. You know, um, it's it's just one of those things where if I'm thinking about diamonds and pearls, and you know, you're thinking about what what tracks, you know, that you enjoy. Uh, this is easily, you know, one of the top kind of five songs on that album for me, um, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I, and you know, not just the kind of like the political thing, but I just love the production on it, you know. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. It's it just, it's just it's just it's just such a such a kind of a well produced song, um, and you know. When Prince Kind of had the The MPG with him He kind of started Taking stuff in a Slightly different direction To the kind of sound That he'd had in the 80s Mm -hmm. And you know I don't think he would have Ever done anything This smooth in the 80s No Yeah Like you know So it's It kind of It just really feels Kind of (laughs) so kind of like 1991 92 to me and it just kind of takes me back to that kind of era
1: yeah i would definitely give it a five i definitely we we did scandalous and you're talking about how he probably wouldn't do something as smooth like this and when we were talking about scandalous i felt this was kind of like that song was kind of the jumping off point to where he would do this more smooth r&b but i think here he seemed to have mastered it which you know it's prince what isn't he not mastering um but yeah i I think he gets it down the best he could in this song and talking about a really important topic with this really interesting background It, it is kind of like uh what's going on in that in that
0: way um so i mean i couldn't find any covers of this um you know obviously it's kind of even though it was released as a single it does kind of still have like that album track feel to it so you know uh i guess only kind of devoted prince fans would try and uh kind of cover it but no uh, um, yeah there was no covers i could find out there
1: yeah i wasn't able to find any either i i think yeah there's just a lot to gain from this song too um, looking over how the music works, I just want to add that too. Uh,
0: and Prince, you know, he performed it um, as with most of the Diamonds and Pearls songs on the Diamonds and Pearls tour, and then he kind of dropped it a little bit, and then he kind of he brought it back a little bit for the, his final tour when he was at the piano. And uh, you know, you can see how this would work with just Prince in a, at a piano. Oh yeah. You know, I think you know the strength of the song would translate to that easily. Um, so I feel like we said as much as we possibly can about money don't matter tonight. So let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug, Elliot?
1: Uh, Yes, you can find me on Twitter at E.H. Wallace. You can also find me on my uh, weight loss journey on Instagram. I am uh, T-H-E-E-L-L-I-O-T-T-W-A-L-L-A-C-E, the Elliot Wallace.
0: Great stuff. You can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you could email us, not sure why you would, at Prince Track by Track at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest tonight, uh, Elliot. Thank you very much. And otherwise, goodbye.